Yeah. So, but yeah, we're gonna uh, the so May thirteenth, thirteenth, uh, and um, I'm super excited to be uh, doing boys live show. You know, tour with them, and then just can't wait to watch them too. You know, like because I have you know to see people live is just so amazing. But I was just in LA myself for a week last week to. We were working on a new show, new choreography with Richie Jackson. He's also Lady Gaga's choreographer. He's amazing. We are so ready for this show. We're excited to be performing some new songs that I haven't performed before. Dolce Vida, which came out about two months ago, I want to say. Indestructible just came out May 5th. The video is coming out another week and a half. It's super epic. And so we are excited to get this show on the road. Wow, that sounds amazing. How long have you um have you really been in the within the industry, would you say? Um, I've actually started about two and a half years ago and I've always had love for music and music has really transformed my life and has helped me with so much and I love everything about music. I love you know, I love creating music, I love writing new songs and but yeah, I want to say about two and a half years ago. We're going pretty strong, so we're not going to stop. We're just going to keep going to see where the stars take us. Right. And then um, two and a half years ago, when you began this journey, did you ever imagine that you'd be so well-received? Because Dolce Vita and Spell on Me, like those are something like the most recognizable songs for you, right? Thank you. Yes. And um, we actually have a new song that's coming out as well with Fat Joe. With um, It's a mesh between Lean Back and uh, Spell on Me. So it's going to be called Voodoo. It's the second part, Spell on Me. And he rapped in one of my songs and we did a music video in LA uh, last year. I want to say September, beginning of September and or end of August. But it was just so epic. And uh, you guys going to finally get to see it. We've been waiting, waiting for it to come out after Indestructible. So, but yeah, it's been a pretty amazing journey so far. I'll tell you because, you know, I always try to think big or dream big, but I also put the hard work to it. It's not about manifesting just sitting around. It's about actually doing the work and, you know, doing my vocal coachings and, you know, my getting on the Stairmaster and just singing on there forever, you know, and just doing everything that I can do in my power to make this work. And at the end of the day, look, it's going to work. It's like, wow, okay, if it doesn't, then we're going to try something different. We're never going to quit or stop. We're going to keep going. The ship doesn't stop. <laughs> All right. So that was interesting. So you said you get on the Stairmaster and you're um, practicing your vocal, um, your vocals are you are you doing that for stamina purposes and also to lose weight or to keep in shape or, <laughs> or i just think it's more maintaining weight and then i have a very healthy relationship with food thank god you know and i'm, I'm blessed i use food as energy rather but it's stamina it's also uh, because i'm moving around and singing i want to make sure that it's not the first time i'm going to be going on stage and i'm going to be like walking around i want to make sure my body's saying hey, I demand you to do this, you know? And I think we're ready for another like half an hour show because right now our show is about 35 minutes, but uh, eventually I want to do an hour and a half. So we are so ready by next year to do that. Wow. And can you elaborate on what it was like growing up in Iran? Because didn't you grow up in the capital in Tehran? Oh yeah, I was born and raised there. It was really hard. There was times very, very hard in dark days. And, you know, there was a war. And um, on top of the war, they were just treating people like second class citizens, especially women. And sometimes men even, if men weren't dressed properly, they would get hit too. But women just are treated so terribly. And if you show hair or any body part, of course, you get, you go to jail. 
and um, you might, I mean, you, you might get either killed if you're lucky, that might release you, but like beaten up, released, you're not like, it's very bad. It breaks my heart because I grew, I was there until I was like eight years old and I saw a lot of bad stuff and I just, I would just pray and I would ask my mom, mom, we need to get out of here. This, this place is not safe. At a six, seven year old, I already knew these things, you know, I don't know how, but I mean, of course my family didn't want to stay either. We knew it's time to to escape. We needed to be in a safer place to to grow and to and because of music, you know, music has changed my life so much and my family as well. I mean, I have such an amazing family. I'm so blessed to have this amazing family that you know. And so we were able to escape the country. And so it's um it's, it's been quite the journey. <laughs> I let's just say I, I'm there's not one day goes by that I'm feeling so blessed to to be out of that out of that country, out of Iran. And I feel my heart breaks for the people still there. And I'm praying, praying every day for them, for the regime to change. And hopefully, you know, one day we can just take each other's hand and just say no more war. Let's just have peace and enjoy this life. And do you, um, are you in support of the women who are protesting against illegal discrimination? 110%, 110%. I was one of those women. It breaks my heart seeing what they're going through. Because I, I was in, I was there, I was younger, but I remember everything like it was yesterday. I have so much love and sympathy and strength. I send them strength every day. I mean, I try to post as much as I can on my social and to, pro, to support them in any way and I can. And so hopefully next year I want to do my own tour, world tour, and we can do some kind of, you know, women, life, freedom, and not just for women in Iran, but women all around the world. And just helping women, because at the end of the day, women are mothers, you know, we birth and like there's so many roles. I always say a country that cripples a woman, it cripples that country. Look at Iran. I mean, look, look how they are. I mean, they're the infrastructure and it's just because the way they treat women, I feel like they haven't grown as a civilization. Wow. Thanks for sharing that information, because it's really great to, to really get behind the artists and really understand um, what they stand for. And thank you. you know, yeah, especially in today's market, it's like we want to know what we're listening to. Like a lot of your songs are so catchy and they're so beautiful, and and you're Aww. you're beautiful as well. So it's like when you see you, it's like oh wow, this is like feel good music, you know. So it's like now I see why you sing it. That's why people oh, are that's why, yeah. That's why people probably are so attracted to not only how beautiful you are on the outside, but how beautiful you are on the inside because you stand for something. Whereas a lot of people nowadays they don't stand for much. And, oh, um, then I yeah. always stand for the underdog, baby. You know, I was like, whoever needs help, I'm there, you know, and I hopefully I would say God gave me this platform to do something bigger than myself. And I don't want to make it about me always. I mean, once I get to that place, I want to make it about my fans. This is so important to me. It's not about getting on stage and performing these shows. I want to create shows that are going to be so amazing. And I want to make my fans feel like they are number one. And that they, they when they go home, they're going to feel like powerful. I want to give them that energy, you know, and so that they feel like they can do anything they want. Just make them feel superhuman. <laughs> and where do you think you get this uh, insatiable desire to do this? Where do you think, feel like this, how, how has this grown inside of you or what catapulted this energy to make you want to have this motivation? My love for my fellow humans, my love for the earth, you know, my love for 
the people that have been there for me and I just want to spread this love and uh, because I've been through so much hardship. I've had some dark days. I, I mean, there's times I didn't believe in myself. I almost quit because there was negative people around me saying I'm not good enough, you know, but I, I just never, I kept going. I said, okay, if it's, if I don't know how to do it, I'm going to learn it. And I want to be, you know, at the end of the day, I always say women don't have expiration days. Not that men do because we birth again. It goes back to the birthing thing. And so um, empowering a human is like empowering, like don't give them just fish, teach them how to fish. You know, I want to empower my fans. It's not about just to go buy my album, come to my tour. Look how good I'm, I can dance. Look how pretty I am. Look how well I can carry these notes. No, there's a message behind the bottle. <laughs> there's a message between the lines. And because I've been through so much hardship, because I've had negative energies and people and bad stuff happening, I used all that pain. It didn't better me. It made me stronger. I turned it into love and power. And I want to share that wealth. I want to share that wealth of knowledge. I want to share that and make other people feel like, hey, you know what? I did it. I went from a country that, you know, the way they are fundamentalist Muslim to coming to America and I changed my life. And you know what? You can do that too. I believe in you so much that I know you can. How do you think you, um, actually, uh, where were you when you first started to notice your transition into being, um, this new pop phenomenon? Like, where were you at? Like, where were you when you were like, were you like, were you cooking? You heard your song on the radio? Were you walking down the street? Were you talking to friends? Were you on the phone? Like, where were you when you first heard or like some sign of your single? That's a great question. Wow. Thank you for asking that. You know, it's amazing. When I first came to U.S., I w literally had one suitcase and an umbrella and uh, John F. Kennedy Airport. And I was only 14 years old, going to be 15. And I started ninth grade here in, in America. And I spoke German because I lived in Germany for three years and went to boarding school. My sister was my guardian. So long story short, I remember like, um, you know, I was helping my family's restaurant. And then I was like 16, 17. I just, you know, they just promoted me from a bus girl to a waitress. <laughs> I was so happy and excited. I'm like, yay, finally, you know. So my brother said, hey, I'm going to take you to D.C. So they took me to D.C. I was 17. Obviously, they can get me in. And we were, I just wanted to go dancing. You know, I wasn't doing anything. But so from then on, I was just this love for like house music and dance and all of that. And I would say I was raised by Wu-Tang because I'm from Baltimore. <laughs> Like Wu-Tang and Tupac and, you know, like I used to listen to a lot of rap and R&B and, and I was just like, just watching maybe Shakira and J-Lo and I was like, oh, I can do that. I can belly dance or I can, I could sing like that, you know, and I would just sing their songs or, you know, and um, listening to music. I think just really having these artists that I looked up to and saw them, they were inspiring me to, hey, I think I could do this. And it was just, there's a spark in there for me. Because like going to clubs with my brothers and as I got to be 21, we would just drive to D.C. Like one of my songs is called um, The Lida D. Sexual. And that was a singer named Amber that I loved. And I, I actually watched her one time live, too. And I was like, I would love to sing like that. And so it was like all of these amazing artists and women and men, uh, singers. It doesn't matter who artists that, that inspired me to to wanting to sing. And it was those days in the clubs, you know, like driving to clubs and listening to music and dancing that got me inspired to wanting to do this one day. And I think I had, I always liked to sing, but I was like in the shower, in the car. You know? <laughs> 
So I was one of those singers where I just didn't know the talent was there. And one day I was just like, you know what? I'm going to do this. If not now, when? If I don't, if I'm always going to be like, well, if I'm not good enough, I can't be good enough like them. But how did they start? It's about, and that's why I want to empower my fans. I want to say, look, you want, you can do anything you want. You just have to do the, take the first step. You got this. Just take the first step. And, you know, everybody was an amateur one before they became professional. But at the end of the day, look, I'm going to always work on my art. I'm never just going to be satisfied enough where even if I'm amazing, everyone's praising me. I'm going to say, no, I still got to work on this because as an artist, you know, we appreciate the art, but we want to just make sure we are even just a bit better for our fans so I can perform longer. I have more stamina, more energy, you know, and I can bring someone, I can bring my fans on, you know, to meet me after the show. I want to do something special for them, you know, give away money for college, do something like, <laughs> you know, because at the end of the day, they're the ones that are making us, you know, rich and famous and being rich and famous never drove me. To me, it was changing lives that drove me. God giving me for God giving me this pedestal that I can change life through music and um, inspire somebody. That's what drives me. It's the fans. If if God says today you get a hundred million dollars right now in your bank or hundred million subscribers or you know followers and and fans, I would say I rather take that or, like any day because I can change lives and I can do something with that and I can you know do great things for the world. Like eventually, like one day at a time. If I can just change my world you know, be, become the change I wish to see, then I can, that's a different story. I'm actually doing it. I'm not just talking about it. Wow. That's amazing. Because when I look at you, I'm from Detroit, Michigan originally. So nice. a lot of my friends were Arabic and I spoke, I learned Arabic, um, Iranian, a lot of the culture. I learned from them growing up in my neighborhood. <laughs> oh, that's you, awesome. Yeah. And so a lot of my friends were Persian. It was just, you know, I don't even want to say some of the words, but Elif Bata, Jim Harkam, you know, I can, I can do the alphabet. It's crazy. Yeah. That's so, amazing. Uh, <laughs> wow. I'm impressed. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, I was looking at you and I was like, oh my gosh, you, like I was so rooting. I'm not, a, I'm not sure if you're a fan of like Kim Kardashian, but I've always been rooting for her because I grew up around such an international community. People think Detroit, Michigan is primar primarily black, African-American. It isn't. It's very international. You know, living near downtown, you literally can go to Canada in five minutes over the um, Ambassador Bridge. And so the communities in Detroit are German and Polish. So I grew up around Bavarian inspiration. I love that. And, yeah. And also, you know, just being in these neighborhoods and these pockets and, and, and um, you know, it was Mexican village and Indian village is a place where they have these beautiful homes. So it's like people don't really understand that and um, the culture. And so I've always have witnessed women like you. They're always strong and powerful. And I was like, where are these women in media? Where are these women in TV? <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, where are these women? Like, they're all in my neighborhood. I grew up with this. I know what a person woman is. We're so, coming. I mean, we're I'm, coming. Why? Exactly. And I felt like, you know, when I saw Kim Kardashian kind of push on the scene, she had these very ominous, dark, mysterious, sensual, um, seductive features that I remember these women had that I grew up with. And they, they had this certain intensity and they were so they, they were strong and they walked hot, you know, they, they walked with their head held high. And people don't really understand that about the, your culture. And you know, I haven't been to the Midwest, I mean Middle East, but but I've been close to it and um, close enough where I've been to Israel. But the Middle East to me is, is um, is you know, for me, is, is where I grew up in Detroit. It's like, you know, like I said before, it's like, you know, Persian people and that culture and Iranian and Arabic, like being around those types of 
people with the browner skin tones. That's what made me feel like I was in the Middle East. So when I saw her come on TV and then now I'm seeing you, I'm so excited because even your, your style and your, your presentation is different because Aww. you grew up different. You grew up different and you have a different sense of style. You grew up culturally. You're, you can tell, you can see it. And so when people see you, what it feels is empowering. And I feel like a lot of women right now are empowered by you. And I feel like a lot of men are empowered by you because we're like, oh my God, finally. Something Thank you. Around. I hope so. This is honestly like this would be a dream for me to to be able to empower people and um, to do something nice for our world in my way. And then I feel like I'm fulfilled that I came and did my job, what I came here to do on earth, because we all we all have our, you know, fulfillment to do. And like you're fulfilling yours. Like it's it's just amazing to the industry. It's a lot of hard work. I mean, what you see, the 10% is the glam and 90% is hard work. But you know what? It, I thank God every day, even if I have a hard day, because I don't really have an off day. Um, I'm always working. So uh, it's not like, and but I love it. And I always say, thank you, God. Thank you for... Thank you for choosing me to to be the voice and have this platform. And so I'm there's not one day that goes by that I'm not grateful. I'm just even if it's just a really bad day or something is just happening, is trying to get my attention and I will stay in a state of gratitude. And I'm just like, hey, I'm you know, don't let the small don't sweat the small stuff, you know, and to me, that's so important. But I love it. I, I feel like blessed every day to be my whole team. I mean, we pray. We love God, you know. It's so really important for me to people to be believers and just to have um, ambitions and to treat people good. If someone in my team is just being mean or not treating somebody good, you know, it's just not our motto. It's not SHAP. It's not what SHAP stands for. I want to make sure everyone in the team is cohesive. They all respect each other. And uh, so that's very important to me. That's awesome because I've been waiting for this moment for a long time because I grew up around this music. I'm trying to tell you, like, I, I literally... You already know there's a different energy, um, a different culture, a different the food, um, the you know just everything, the sense of taste, the taste levels. It's just it's so it's so we've all been waiting for this, and so now that you now that you've arrived, we can <laughs> no, no we know we know we know that there's you know Kim Kardashian and her family is not the only you know they're not the only people who have that background. Um, people like you too, you know. And I love Thank the fact you. that, yeah, you already know, it's like, you know, it's all in the eyes. Persian women have those beautiful eyes. And um, I think that's amazing. So I was going to ask you real quick, because I just came sure. back from Germany. I came from Germany on a press trip where I was doing a story about going green and upcycling. Um, I love you, that. Yeah. How, um, so I also ask you real fast before I forget, what parts of Germany were you in when you went as a kid? Um, I lived in Kassel. For almost uh, for three and a half years. And I was in a state Gießen for about four or five months. Uh, and I lived in Marburg too for six months before I came to US. So that was my last stop. I literally had a calendar and Xing out each day. <laughs> I lived <laughs> with my brother the last six months and his daughter. She's uh, six years, seven years younger than me. So, and um, I had the best experience in childhood in Europe, to be honest. Like, I mean, I see how the, the high school people and the younger people like heart, you rely so much on your parents' transportation. And I, I was like a little adult. I took myself to my tennis lesson. I just got on the Strassenbahn, you know, it's called like the, the train that comes on. And so I was going to school by myself at like age nine, you know, so it, I was so, let's just say I was so independent before I came here. And, um, you know, Germany is always going to be a part of my heart. And of course, my beloved America. I always say my beloved Germany and my beloved America, because those are the two countries that let me in. And 
if they didn't, I mean, I don't know where I would be. I'm so grateful to Germany was, was the first country that I was immigrated to. And so they opened me, they helped, they let me in with open arms. And, um, and I was living an amazing life. I learned, I learned so much in school and I was doing tennis and we had so many activities. They have such great school systems, you know. And then, you know, of course, coming to America, I started ninth grade. So it's been quite a journey learning a new language all over again and and just feeling like fitting in. And I never really fed in, felt like I was fit in anywhere because I just was like, I'm not from this world. <laughs> like, what is this? <laughs> I mean, like love and peace, loving and kind. And then there's some really mean people out there. And I'm like, oh, my God, I always pray for them. I pray for them. And then I just let it go. I don't hold on to anything. It's not my energy to keep. And then you just pray for them. But I had the best experience in Germany. I really did. And But I love America. I mean, America is my, as much as I am very Persian, I kept my, I, I would say, bringing the old world, the new world together and creating something really incredible because times have changed. We live in a different times. Our education, school system, is just, it's like everything is just needs to be different. It needs to be updated, upgraded in a sense, you know? And uh, I'll just do, you know, I would say become the change you wish to see. If I see something, I'm like, okay, one day, if God, God willing and God allows me, I would love to open schools, you know? Like really cool schools, something just different where it's, for this time, you know, for the for the new timing, for the, you know, like the new world. Well, wow, that's so interesting Interesting, you said that because another recording artist that I talked to who is having uh, a similar time that you're having right now, he said his song just went gold. And um, he uh, he said the same thing. He said he want to open up a school. And he See, said, there we go. Yeah. You can, also, you can all raise money and do something together down the road. You never know how many amazing people you meet in life. And the universe loves me and I love the universe and and I love people. I love helping. That's when I feel and most what, alive. And what's your school? Would you have any kind of focus on music, art, music and arts or, or no? No. Well, no, I did. Um, I have a bachelor's in international studies and marketing because I was going to I went to law school. I'm a dropout. I know. <laughs> but not because music, not because of music, because I went back to help my family. They were opening more restaurants. So all my life I've been helping other people make their dream come true. And then one day um, and I went back to skincare and uh, I have a I have a degree in skincare. For I went to school for two years uh, and I love everything about the skin. I, I love doing facials and being in a spa setting. But then I felt not still fulfilled. Like I was like, I love it, but I want to do something else too. And that's when the music came. And uh, so, but I, yeah, in school, I took like theater. To be honest with you, I was, uh, I always loved the theater. I'm a theater girl. Like I love the acting part because it's like telling a story. You get in the character and then it's done. Like, and then, you know, you, then you moved on to another next one, you know, it's like a new movie or a new episode or, but yeah, music and films are always my, been my favorite too, because their films are so powerful. And imagine the stories we can tell to help people through films, inspiring them and motivating them. And um, there's so much power in that. You saw, you see what I mean? So I did a lot of theater and I also took some voice, voice coaching here and there, but um, I didn't know how to use my instruments till later in life for my voice because came like a it just came like a couple years ago I mean I've always had it but I just finally learned how to use the instrument because it takes some time and so now I, I know like, how I to use like, it I feel like we're like twins oh <laughs> twinsies yay well if because, you're in Dallas right, I know I'm gonna have to but I'm going to Austin on another trip soon but yeah if I'm, when I get to Dallas I'm definitely gonna hit you up but I was laughing because everything you say is so hilarious because it's it's very, it's very, it's very, it's very reminiscent of my childhood experience. But because I've been going, 
I've been getting on a bus since I was like with my sister. She was, I think she was 11, maybe. And I was on a bus with her at nine. But we were only going like a mile and a half away from home. So it wasn't that. But, you, you know, but growing up in Detroit like that, like having that type of freedom and my parents trusting us or even if they couldn't even afford to take us to school. Um, it was just so great because, like you said, like when you get exposed to that kind of world and exposed to like different cultures, as I did when I was a kid, and I'm so happy that you're here, like as an artist, thank God, Aww. because people can really understand that beauty comes in different shapes and sizes. Beauty comes in um, beauty comes in different spirits and energies, and I feel like you know, with you're really opening this up. So once everything goes to the next level, as it is for you, what do you think you're gonna do next? Do you think like you wanna do you wanna dabble with Apple back into the acting? Um, that's so funny. I already have a script that was sent my way. Can you believe? But nobody knows this is a very like project, like a hush hush. Like anyway, I have um. There's a part for me that's written in a new script. That's uh. It's like a. It has like a sort of like the script itself, the movie, because it's so powerful. I can definitely see a Grammy. Um, I'm sorry, an Oscar for them because it's just such a powerful movie. And, um, and I would love to see the movie win an Oscar, man. I mean, it's, it's like the screenplay is just so powerful. And when I was reading it, but I do have a part already kind of promised there and, but they're getting all their logistics together. I was like, well, right now I'm busy anyway, which is great because I'm just trying to build the, the live shows and all that stuff. And so when the time comes, I would love to be a James Bond girl or something. I mean, I'm putting it into the universe, you know, <laughs> I always wanted to be a James Bond girl. I don't know why, because it's like, I, I always feel like I'm badass, but at the same time, I'm also like very womanly and um, classy. And I like to think of myself classy, you know, like, but I'm also a big goofball. You know, I'm a nerd. Like, I mean, you know, it's like I have so many different characters, but it's they're all like happy, loving, kind. <laughs> you like every my new it's a new terminology that I've heard before and I'm bringing it back. And you fit you fit the bill exactly well. It's called a prissy tomboy. Prissy tomboy. <laughs> <laughs> You're like a prissy tomboy. It's like you can just like a, right. It's like I, it's like like a guy, a guy's guy will love you because he can hang out with you and like you're still his woman and you you love each other. But if he gets into a little spat at the club or on the street, you're gonna be right behind him with that bottle. <laughs> I love. Oh yeah, I'm a ride or die baby. I protect my people. You know what I mean? Right. And, uh, we always protect our circle, our energy, and make sure that um. You know, we don't let anything else other than positive and loving to come in. Nice. So I know you were running to the airport, so I don't want to take you any longer. But is there anything else that you wanted to share with us before you go um, besides your tour, which is going to start in a couple of days? Well, I just want to tell you guys, check out Indestructible, the new song. The video is coming out. It's about empowering women. But not just like women, so because I have you guys see the video once it comes out. And it's also what, what I was trying to say is like when you empower a woman, she can protect her guy and take care of him better. You know, there's just there's so much power to that. And just remember that this is all a dream. Remember that to stay strong and, you know, don't let any negative energy come to you. You're beautiful. You're amazing. You're handsome. You're whole the way you are. And that's it. Just um, just keep believing and don't ever give up and keep going. Well, thank you so much for sharing that time with us, Shab. I mean, you're an amazing human being, and I'm super Aww. excited. Who are you? I enjoyed you so much. I loved your story. Definitely, once the, the, the other stuff comes on, I would love, if you're ever in Dallas, we also have a restaurant here. We can take you. It's uh, our first of its kind. We just opened here. We're supposed to open See, 14. See, I told you. I knew we were like it's 20. A, <laughs> yeah, it's called 400 Garotti. So if you're ever in town... You will be a guest of, of me and my guy. So we'll take you out. Okay. All Promise. right. I can't, I can't wait. I'm going to keep up on that offer. <laughs>